Hi everyone and welcome to the Wise All Muses. I'm your host Shakya. And this podcast explores various topics from self-development to social problems and anything and everything that I find interesting and would like to share with you my audience. Now this week I think we're looking at a very very interesting topic and something that I am genuinely very excited to explore. We're looking at being an introvert in an extroverted world. And to explore this topic with me, I have a very special guest on the show. We have Mr. Niresh Samaranayaka. He is the head of human resources at Axiata Digital Labs. And he's also a self-proclaimed introvert who very interestingly is also a DJ. So thank you very much, Mr. Niresh Samaranayaka for accepting my invitation and joining me on today's podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi, good morning and thanks, uh, Shakya. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's, it's a great honor to be here. Thank you so much for, for coming and accepting my invitation. So to kickstart off our conversation today, my first question is, when did you realize you were an introvert? Um, well, I, I think when I was growing up uh, uh, and, and the word introvert was not used, it was, I think, probably uh, the word reserved, uh, shy, uh, backward. Uh, so those are some of the words that were used to describe my behavior. And, uh, and that kind of uh, uh, went on for a while. And, uh, and some of the things like where, where I would be so shy, I would not speak to visitors or I would not come out of my room and things like that. Uh, then the word introvert specifically, uh, I, I uh, sort of attached it uh, some, I mean, quite recently, I would say, when I say recently, maybe 10 years ago, uh, when, when I did this uh, test, the uh, Myers-Briggs uh, test, which uh, kind of gave me a result of uh, uh, introvert. Uh, so then, then the, the the term kind of stuck, and, and uh, but uh, I think very early on in my life I, I realized uh, I was shy or reserved, things like that. So, yes. Right, and I'm also an introvert, and I think the fact that I'm an introvert came. I think I figured it out because I realized that I didn't really like hanging out with a lot of people. I would rather be in my room, in my corner, reading a book. And that was enough to make me feel really happy. And one thing that I think I've come to understand with a lot of people who are introverts and who I've met is that um, sometimes it tends to bother them, the fact that they are an introvert. And did knowing that you were an introvert, did it ever bother you? Um, yes and no. Like, uh, as in, uh, there were times when uh, I would find it very difficult to connect with people and uh, that, that did bother me. Uh, but then uh, I did find uh, different types of hobbies uh, and things like that, which, which kept me uh, occupied. So it, it, at some points, yes, it did bother me. And at some points, uh, I was perfectly comfortable because I, I, there was not a lot of drama. Right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you'd be away from drama because you'd be shying away from people and uh, people mean uh, of course, being around people means that uh, you do have to put up with a certain level of drama. Uh, so I was happy in that sense. But uh, then 
uh, found it difficult in certain situations as well um, early on. So it just bothers you. I think for introverts, it's certain situations that really bothers you when you know that you're an introvert and you can't really connect and then it really gets to you, right? But I think we genuinely at times, I suppose, are so comfortable being introverts and in our little shell, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I think the, 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 the word itself uh, can, can put people down. Uh, so when, when you, I mean, we are very good at, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, based on how we think, right? We want to simplify and slot people into different, different categories. Uh, so when you uh, term or, or describe somebody as an introvert, you end up uh, putting them in that vision hole. Uh, and that itself creates a perception and an idea in the person's mind uh, saying that, okay, now I'm an introvert. And so what are the qualities of an introvert? So I should feel this, that, and the other. So you, you'll go through uh, blog posts or books or whatever, which says, okay, introverts are like this, just like millennials, right? So uh, I think that that is also a very uh, disappointing fact when once you put people into that uh, category, uh, they tend to take it on board. Uh, and uh, so I think we might need to separate this introversion into, uh, 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 how do I say, categories. Like as in, uh, say, you might be somebody who is finding it difficult to communicate. Uh, uh, and you want to communicate, but you're unable to communicate, right? Uh, so that could be one category of people and there could be another category of people when they're comfortable in certain uh, situations they do speak up uh, but in general uh, if they don't have anything to say they just prefer not to say anything uh, I, I think uh, maybe there may be more categories but I, I think in my mind uh, those are two things because sometimes we do uh, uh, term this inability to communicate and not being comfortable, let's say, in, in uh, English or in, in Sinhala or in, in any one of these languages, uh, you tend to also label some of these guys as introverts, but the difficulty they have is not, not really uh, that. It's just that they are unable to communicate uh, or they don't feel confident of communicating. But really, introversion probably is just a behavior uh, and a trait uh, in my mind, that is. Uh, so that that's also maybe it's good to uh, look at those points. No, definitely. And I do agree with you, Mr. Niresh, because it's something that we were learning in our psych mod psychology module. They were talking to us about introversion and extroversion. And you are right that most often than not, we do make um, a mistake when it comes to identifying what introversion really is. Introversion, as you very correctly pointed out, is a form of behavior where, um, for example, if you were to compare an introvert with an extrovert, an extrovert would draw a lot of energy from a crowd, whereas an introvert wouldn't necessarily draw energy from a crowd. An introvert would draw energy from other aspects of life and things that they do. And the inability to communicate uh, clearly doesn't make you an introvert. That in itself is another specific issue which we need to look at. And I think that the fact that you make that, made that distinction was very important. And it's, it's a point that definitely definitely needs to be taken into consideration. And that brings me on to my third question, which is, 
I've noticed that we genuinely and generally do depict extroversion to be the norm. It's the expectation and it is considered to be the key to success because you'd look at a person who's outgoing and extroverted and say, oh, you know what? You don't, you shouldn't be quiet like that. You should be going out and talking and engaging and being more out there. But I tend to wonder why and how it is that being quiet is associated with being problematic. Why do you think <clears throat> So. Okay, uh, just before I touch on that, uh, another thing is that no person is, I think, 100% extrovert, extroverted or 100% introverted. So it, it's pretty much a mix and match. Uh, you might be like maybe 25% of the time you might be an extrovert and maybe 75% of the time you might be introverted, right? Uh, so that's another thing. So this, this uh, the percentage you are uh, an introvert also is an interesting thing because I mean, you may have different, different scales like the Myers-Briggs, uh, which, which evaluates you, asks you about, I don't know, so many questions and, and then put, says that you're, like maybe 55% introverted or 30% introverted, right? Um, so so uh, taking that into context is also important. Uh, so uh, uh, see the norm is because I think a lot of people in their social interactions uh, want to know how or what you think about something. I, I think that's the whole idea of wanting people to be more uh, open and uh, maybe outgoing is not the right word but uh, in the end what people expect is for you to interact uh, because they uh, a lot of people are uncomfortable if somebody is quiet and and they, you don't know what they're thinking right uh, so this whole uh, uh, drive towards extroversion is simply because they want to know what you think what you feel uh, and uh, they need they need to understand that right uh, but the difficulty i have come across is sometimes you also don't know what you feel about something <laughs> so how can you express <laughs> right and, and sometimes you completely don't have any opinion about it but uh, but i, I think in our, our society uh, communication is really important or we, we put a lot of uh, effort into uh, saying that okay for me to understand someone you have to communicate uh, and and this communication also we we consider it as extroversion which is also not not the case right so uh, so for somebody to open up and and talk about something uh, people also don't realize you have to make them feel comfortable uh, uh, so so that so that they have an environment where they can open up uh, rather than uh, saying the right thing. So, so I've seen a lot of people say the right things uh, to make others feel comfortable. They're not necessarily outgoing, but they just have a pattern of communication uh, that shows, okay, either they know a particular subject deeply or uh, that they are very friendly in terms of... Uh, so you uh, people uh, are taught this at customer service or uh, sales trainings, right? How to make another person comfortable. Uh, why? Because you want them to uh, express uh, what they feel. So in one sense, uh, uh, extroversion is not necessarily the norm, uh, but in my, my, my opinion, uh, that is. Uh, but I think it's all about uh, being able to express your feelings and what you feel. Uh, uh, 
uh, that is there. But but there is a little bit of an overemphasis on this because uh, uh, people are unable to judge others uh, unless they communicate. They are unable to, or they have not been trained to uh, observe and understand people's behavior. So they want people to speak about it. Uh, and and that, so since everyone expects uh, this kind of uh, uh, expressiveness from people, uh, it has become kind of the norm, right? Uh, uh, if you, if you, now I'm a, I've also been a trainer. Uh, so you, when you are training people, it's very hard to uh, uh, figure out whether they understand what you're saying, uh, and you expect you ask them questions and want them to be vocal. And especially in the Sri Lankan context, and generally I don't like to label people, but generally Sri Lankans are known uh, to be a little bit more or a little bit less vocal and, and uh, uh, backward, so to speak, uh, com compared to maybe countries like India, uh, where, where people are very free in, in terms of expression. Uh, but we are known uh, to be uh, a culture where we, we, we tend to not talk so much. Uh, and people in our culture also sometimes who talk too much are also considered to be <laughs> uh, looked at in a different way, right? Uh, so maybe not so much in Sri Lanka. I think uh, in the corporate world, it's it's uh, this being able to communicate uh, is important, not necessarily extroversion, but people tend to again uh, uh, forget about this this distinction and uh, they expect. Uh, or they, they label this as an extrovert rather than what they want is open communication, free communication, and so on. Yeah, uh, but I, I also feel that uh, being able to express your emotions and what you feel, and, and uh, uh, that is important, more important, uh, and, and key to being successful. Because once, once people know that you, uh, you uh, they, they know what you think, at least, uh, they are able to uh, put you into a particular role uh, or a purpose. Uh, and when you're quiet, uh, and, and I have heard this from a lot of my bosses uh, before, uh, they, I've done a lot of work and, and during my, my, I don't know, 27, 20 years of work. But generally, I never used to talk too much about what I did. Uh, and, and that was a problem for them because they, they needed to be able to figure out what I was doing, what I was thinking, uh, and I didn't give that uh, confidence to them. So the, I did have a few issues like that. And I think that's that's the main problem, uh, if uh, being unable to gauge uh, what the person is thinking, what they're doing, uh, what they're capable of uh, become, becomes an issue. And we're not talking about maybe if you're an artist, uh, if you're a painter or, a, uh, I mean, a creative person probably it's not really an, uh, a problem but if you're supposed to interact with a lot of people let's say for example it's hr right so uh, you you are uh, supposed to interact with people um, and there you come across these issues um, uh, especially I'm, I'm from the it industry and in it uh, this introversion uh, so I'll, I'll separate introversion and communication. So communication is a major problem we have. Uh, but this introversion, so most of these smart people uh, tend to be also uh, very much introverted and, and they learn on their own, they do their own thing, they think a lot. 
so then again connecting with the outside world becomes a problem especially when you're uh, handling clients overseas clients uh, you have to be able to express yourself so communication is also a problem and also uh, that general shyness uh, is also an issue i hope i un- uh, answered your question there definitely mr niresh thank you very much and uh, i i was just thinking about how you were talking about communication and how sometimes as introverts we are very much to ourselves and yeah. i had a, a situation where it it was a meeting that we were having and uh, everybody is giving their opinion and they're saying you know this is good this is bad um, don't go for this don't do that and then you have me in the corner who is very quietly just sitting down and taking notes and later towards the end of the evening once the meeting finished um, a member of the group actually dropped me a message and said you were extremely quiet um why was that so you need to voice your opinion and we would like to hear what you have to say but it's just that sometimes in certain situations either you don't really have an opinion or at the same time it's just that i guess you'd sometimes do a lot more thinking on your own and maybe once you in your mind solidified that idea and you're comfortable with it and you have your own opinion um maybe then it will be easier but what i found for me is i work better in sense in communicating one to one as opposed to a group so maybe after the meeting i will go and tell someone ah you know what this is what i think but in a group setting i am um, very reserved and very quiet and very unlikely <laughs> to give my opinion and uh, that's made me also realize that most often not simply because you are an introvert because of the specific characteristics an introvert would have like being very much to themselves trying to figure things out on their own or not communicating to the masses in a manner um, in in that manner has made me also realize that an introvert is often perceived to be less confident simply because they're quiet and do you uh, agree with that too and do you um, do you, why do you think that introverts are why is it that being quiet is associated with being less confident yes uh, so I, i think that's a very unfair uh, situation uh, i mean or, or unfair perception to have uh, that is simply because confidence uh, seems to get measured again that's unfair Uh, by by the way you speak and what you the essentially also the substance in in what you uh, say right uh, but but generally like um, let me answer that uh, or put across a point about being in in a group so generally when you have maybe more than two three people uh, there's always one person who tends to dominate the discussion rightly or wrongly right uh, that person may or may not have adequate uh, knowledge about the subject that you're talking about but they they ch- tend to uh, speak up right uh, so usually what happens is uh, then the others take a back seat and then the person dominating uh, will will go for it and uh, so if you're an introvert uh, what would probably go in through in your mind is that you're uh, thinking about what they're saying uh, so in, introverts are really good at thinking because they they do take the time before uh, responding and, and sometimes uh, uh, the uh, it's it's all about the dynamics of that particular group that you're in there has to be somebody who makes sure that everybody has a say so for example uh, the six thinking hats 
uh, methodology or so there are certain uh, uh, or even really there are some managers who are really good at it who make sure that everyone gets a chance of of uh, saying uh, what what they want to say uh, uh, and also have that skill of getting that idea out of that particular person right so like you rightly said uh, sometimes it takes as an introvert sometimes it takes uh, us a lot of time uh, to come up with a, a solution and sometimes all these noise around you uh, is, is sort of really quietens that uh, uh, no pun intended there but it tends to quieten and stop your thinking uh, and uh, uh, but also the, there are so many ideas going back and forth uh, so there's a lot of information out there for you to absorb right uh, so one of the things about i think in one training somebody said uh, I, I don't remember who uh, but he said the reason you have two ears and one mouth is to listen more uh, and uh, talk less <laughs> but essentially what what people do is talk a lot uh, and uh, listen less and when you're even uh, speaking to somebody and you also your point about one on one so being in hr what i have always noticed is that uh, a one on one conversation is is one of the most enriching conversations you can have with another human being uh, especially face to face because there is also uh, this energy uh, exchange that happens uh, when you when you're talking to someone and you are able to inspire listen more and so on and you don't get distracted as such uh, so that's that's one of the better ways of communicating uh, but unfortunately we do have this i don't know how this came up with this group thinking the democracy and all that kind of things coming in where you have to have many people sitting in one room uh, trying to agree on something which never really happens right so that's uh, that's kind of my uh, a couple of thoughts on uh, on what you mentioned right uh, but getting back to your uh, uh, the, the the question so why are introverts considered to be less confident uh, it, it's i think uh, it's just that uh, what we are born uh, when we are born we we learn from the environment and and people's opinions and so on and so forth so you get into this thing saying that okay if somebody doesn't speak uh, they are less uh, confident but which is not the case right uh, you you uh, it's i i think maybe if you want a little bit of advice how to you have to break that mold also so when you join a particular organization or when you uh, join a new setting a group of friends you're starting from a very um, how do i say it a blank slate they don't know you uh, so then you can also be free nobody has perceptions about you and that would be a really good time to uh, speak up and and create a different perception among that among that circle or group of friends uh, to show that you're not really an introvert right another probably a technique so so i think uh, if the whole world thinks that being uh, an introvert is uh, uh, maybe a sign of not being confident you have to live with that right so in, in as in when i say live with that you have to fight that uh, so you, you have to really create that space for yourself saying that no i'm going to really try and fit in so for for example one uh, a parallel example right when i was growing up Uh, a degree was pretty much difficult to get in sri lanka right so uh, and uh, private universities were very very costly uh, so then you you didn't have that problem but today uh, 
uh, you have to differentiate yourself because there are thousands of graduates coming out uh, of different universities and each one has an equal equivalent qualification and how do you project that so it's it's like that so everybody around you if, if they are extroverted and, and they are uh, opening up you have to put yourself out there and, and follow that line uh, and and fit in for a little bit of time until they understand that you you know your stuff right uh, so that's really important uh, you have to if, if you're in a in a group of people unfortunately if you're in a profession uh, that uh, being quiet is considered a problem and, and that people feel that you're not confident so i've had this problem with a lot of uh, people i used to work with uh, and and i had to and people have made this comment saying that okay you are quiet you don't voice your opinion uh, and they they uh, looked at, at that as being less confident and people who used to talk a lot and i always use this uh, example of um, i don't know i'm sure you have heard of the group rock set right uh, and most of their lyrics don't mean a thing <laughs> uh, but the songs are really nice right they don't mean a thing at all uh, uh, right so the, a lot of people when they speak up uh, it's like that uh, they they talk a lot of uh, i mean uh, things that don't mean anything uh, but uh, there you are there are a lot of people around them who are very impressed right i've seen this at interviews uh, guys who stutter and stammer and, and they can't uh, uh, open up uh, at the interview are, are considered to be uh, backward shy they don't they're not confident about what they know but they give them a computer and, and give them a problem to solve uh, they'll solve it within five five seconds whereas the guy who speaks a lot uh, isn't able to do that they, they just talk their way through it uh, but it's a unfair world so you have to kind of uh, really push yourself in those situations and and be vocal about something and say something right push yourself to say something about it uh, and then get your energy flowing there <laughs> yeah definitely and um, that makes me also wonder when we were talking about how um, in organizations you need to kind of push yourself to voice your opinion since nobody really knows you it's a great place to start because you can establish who you are and what exactly you have to offer. So inside organizations, is there actually a bias towards um, extroverted individuals or not really? Well, I think, uh, especially in Sri Lanka, it's I, I don't see it, but I think a lot of senior managers, senior management uh, in particular, um, maybe at interviews, maybe at uh, meetings and things like that, they do get uh, impressed by people who speak up because we are also in a majority of uh, people who are ten tend to be backward. You ask a question, uh, and I'm sure your dad will also uh, agree. Like in Sri Lanka, you uh, in a training, you ask a question, uh, everybody just uh, goes absolutely quiet, and that is probably our education system because we from a very early age we are taught, okay, this is the question, this is the answer, this is the question. So we become very good at um, answering questions, right? But questions we have heard before, uh, and we know the answers too. Uh, and when when you are asked a very simple question, uh, we don't know how to respond, right? And then we go quiet because I oh I'm not 
heard this question before so i don't know the answer to it so let him explain <laughs> right uh, so that that is also there uh, but but there is uh, i think uh, there is a biasness towards maybe not extroversion but uh, people who are able to communicate better um, I, i think that we may misconstrue as as um, uh, being extroverted or rather being more biased towards extroversion uh especially when you're selecting management trainees um, i've seen a lot of people who can speak well uh end up getting selected um, which is also an un- unfortunate situation because you may miss out on really good candidates um especially being in hr i've always taken a lot of time uh, to understand how we can do a um, uh, an effective interview and there have been situations where candidates we have selected candidates where they they don't speak much or sometimes i switch the language uh, which is more comfortable uh, for the candidate uh, so there is that other thing uh, so so this is the other problem right so in sri lanka there's this particular emphasis on english um, and and that kills a lot of initiative that kills a lot of uh, people's uh, morale uh they are they are confident because they are unable to speak the language uh and then many times i've always even at meetings i've switched uh to singhala uh, unfortunately i can sp- i can't speak tamil and i've come across people who are really good at their job but they don't they are unable to perform because the majority speaks one particular language uh i think that's the problem i think majority of the time uh, maybe 70% of the time it's the language uh and and the uh, discomfort in in using a particular language um, and that gets termed as being uh, uh, introverted um, that confusion is there uh, so so it, so you could say there is a slight bias towards uh, especially when you're selecting management level uh, or future managers future leaders and certain professions obviously you have to emphasize on on people being a little bit more outgoing but i have come across really good salesmen who are who are introverts uh, who are able to uh, manage being an introvert because sales is all about listening to your customer rather than <laughs> talking a lot right so you are able to you should be able to articulate the features of the product but you're supposed to listen to the customer and fit uh, that particular need or rather give them the product or the service that really fits their need rather than being able to like talk non stop uh, and and uh, bulldoze the customer right which a lot of uh, people in sri lanka feel that uh, maybe maybe all uh, uh, i can only talk about my experience in sri lanka uh, but uh, but a good salesman is not necessarily somebody who can bulldoze and uh, like talk down to the customer uh, it has to be somebody who can listen to the customer so so i, I think yeah Uh, there are companies cultures and also professions where maybe there is a slight uh, biasness towards being an extro- extrovert um, and i can also supplement that with a little bit of an experiment i have been doing in the last maybe 7 8 years um, so when i came across the myers briggs um, model uh, i did an experiment especially who would be successful in in the field of hr um, and i would always give this myers briggs test uh, to people who join hr and uh, and in, even in the current company when i joined the company i did this test as an experiment um, and the guys who fit in uh, 
uh, or the ladies uh, or the guys i always use the word guys but uh, i mean it in a more <laughs> inclusive way uh, but I, i did this test and what i've noticed is across my 12 years experience in hr there was a particular couple of personality types that were very uh, dominant or more successful in hr and unfortunately those were extroverts uh, because hr is a is a more people oriented thing uh, probably i met only uh, three introverts uh, in that population including myself but they were also good at hr uh, and it's a balance i would say like you wouldn't have maybe too many extroverts in your uh, team you would at least have one or two introverts who can think come up with ideas and so on and so forth uh, but yes uh, to again maybe summarize the answer uh, i don't think there is a huge bias but for certain in certain companies cultures maybe senior management thinking uh, there's always this uh, drive towards getting people who can express themselves more and things like that so i think i would say communication is the key uh, ask there uh, but apart from that maybe also there is a certain level of biasness towards extroverts as well but in the it industry i have seen uh, we've had to manage with a lot of introverts um, uh, and and i think we've been quite successful at it and a lot of companies have come out with really world class pro- products in the software industry um, and and that's really good to see because we're managing it and but we do try and uh, get the best out of people somehow uh, having uh, sometimes you Uh, organize a team where you would have maybe five introverts and there would be at least one uh, guy or girl uh, who can uh, express themselves and, and speak on behalf of the team uh, so so sometimes that team dynamics can really help you in that sense yeah absolutely thank you so much and something that or, or rather uh, that i found interesting that you said was that we're not all 100% introverted or 100% extroverted and in that case if us introverts do have a little bit of extroversion in us then should we as introverts learn to be a little extroverted at times when it is required or is it okay to be an introvert all the time um it's i think situational uh, because you you have to um, see it's all about today's success for me how i measure uh, success is uh, one is i have my own definition of success right so uh, it's about uh, developing uh, your abilities and becoming the best you can be at every uh, ability that you have and learning more abilities um, why what is the result in it is to experience life right so you you can have many experiences um, if you go out there and learn different different things for me learning is not like reading a book and being able to answer questions it's about being able to understand the principles behind uh, that for example if it is cooking or djing or uh, hr or public speaking so there are some basic principles you need to understand some ingredients so only once you start using those basic principles you will uh, get uh, an understanding of how to use those ingredients uh, uh, to to 
to do something more with it right so so for example i'll, I'll use cooking as an example right so if you really say cooking has six basic tastes and uh, for each particular taste uh, you have different ingredients right so you start with a recipe saying that okay i'm, I'm going to follow one to ten and do exactly what this guy says so you have to assume that this recipe is accurate uh, but the funny thing about recipes is that nobody can really articulate uh, a recipe exactly the way they make it. Uh, that's a problem, right? So they translate it into a recipe and then you start using. So you follow the uh, things or the instructions exactly to a letter and the outcome might be this, which, which you may not necessarily like. Then you start doing it again and again uh, until you uh, learn what these ingredients do by making mistakes, right? So you put the garlic a little bit later or you're supposed to crush the garlic, but you cut the garlic, but then when you crush it, you get a different taste. Uh, when you cut it, it's different. If you put the whole thing, it's a different taste altogether. So you have to understand that the temperatures and all that. Uh, so when you mix garlic with oil, it has a different thing. With uh, butter, it has a different thing. Uh, but if you put a little bit of chili, it has a different flavor altogether. So all these flavors need to mix and create what we call something like a synergy. Once uh, there is a synergy created, uh, you you get a better dish, right? And you it takes you years to perfect that uh, whole process, right? And that's how people <clears throat> uh, uh, become masters at what they do is because they take a few ingredients, they take a recipe, then they understand the ingredients and then slowly start mixing and matching until you get a, uh, uh, an outcome. So they do it for a very long time. They change elements of it and then they come to a point uh, that they become the best in the world at what they do. That's what they do, right? Uh, I mean, one of my favorite DJs, right? Uh, Amin Van Buren uh, started DJing, I think, at, about, at the age of about nine. The reason why he's one of the best DJs and producers in the world is because he started at, uh, at the age of nine. Uh, and now uh, he, he's one of the best because he, I mean, when you and I were in school, probably we were in school at two different, very long different time periods, <laughs> uh, but he, he was DJing, right? Uh, uh, at night he was DJing, the morning he was DJing, in the bath he was DJing, right? He, he was doing all that. Uh, and he became better uh, uh, at, at what he did. And uh, there's a uh, person who says like um, uh, the 10,000 hour rule, if you practice uh, something for at least 10,000 hours, uh, you become the best in the world at wh what you do. So being an introvert, I know I digressed a little bit from your uh, question, uh, but, uh, but you have to uh, uh, be able to add value uh, within this world, right? So if you are able to add value, uh, you have to be good at something uh, which is valuable for uh, somebody else, right? For example, a three-wheeler doctor, although they may be annoying, there are people who actually help us save time. They may be annoying on the road, they may flout uh, laws, but they'll get you from point A to B very fast. And they are helping you save time. They're adding value. So that's why you can't get rid of these guys, right? Um, and some of these food delivery services are the same. Today, at the, during the pan pandemic, we know how much of a value they had. So if you are able to add value, uh, people will pay you for it, right? Um, and you can charge a premium, 
uh, for adding value to people's lives. Or you have to create a problem that nobody has. You create a problem and then create the solution, right, uh, uh, for it, right? So, so for example, an MP3 player or an iPod or uh, whatever, people didn't have this need, but, but somebody did go out there and create that. So this is how you can make money uh, by adding value uh, to somebody else's life. Uh, so being uh, in the, this kind of environment uh, where there is a lot of competition, uh, you have to be really good at the things your competition is. Or you have to find a niche where you you can be really good at, right? Uh, so so that's that's how you you kind of uh, do it. And let me see whether I have answered that uh, question. So your question was whether uh, it's okay to be an introvert all the time. Uh, not really. You have to mix and match wherever your extroversion is required. You have to be. You, you have to develop it as a skill, right? So being um, outgoing or you, you need to be able to, not really outgoing, but you need to be able to let people uh, come to you or make people more comfortable around you. Uh, that's important, right? So being an extrovert in my mind uh, is all about making other people comfortable. So being uh, your introvert itself, if you can be comfortable, perfectly fine, right? So you you have to decide at this point what do i have to be would would i have to be an extrovert or an introvert so i'll uh, so my interesting example there is uh, one of the reasons why i also love uh, djing is because you don't have to talk to people during a party then right so uh, my, my pre previous company and the current company uh, being in hr uh, at a party i hope my bosses are not listening uh, <laughs> but <laughs> But I, I hate uh, having to talk to people and there have been so, so many parties where I just go in there and uh, I sit down and I don't move a muscle from that point onwards. I just don't even get up. Uh, and that used to be very uncomfortable. But then uh, then I found this amazing uh, uh, way of being in a party where nobody would really notice you because once the music starts playing, uh, you're behind the console. And, and people have a fantastic time. And I remember there was one particular party that I went to. Um, and nobody noticed me until probably two hours into the party. And one person in the audience suddenly realized, oh, my God, he's uh, the head of HR of uh, X company. And, and, and then he got onto the stage and said, hey, people, do you know who is DJing today? <laughs> until then, I was completely ignored. And I was perfectly happy with that because my whole point in being there was not to be noticed. Uh, it was to help other people have a good time. So there may be professions that you are in uh, or situations that you're in, you don't need to move a muscle or say anything. Uh, and and people would be fine with that. Maybe when you're playing an instrument, maybe uh, when you're in art, uh, especially I think creative uh, kind of professions. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I like DJing because you, you, you tend to very have have short conversations uh, with people and, and uh, you're doing their own thing. And I enjoy it a lot. Uh, but then training is a completely different ballgame uh, where you have to connect with the people. Uh, so when I go there uh, to a training, people are expecting me to say something and I'm given a stage like this podcast. Then I feel more comfortable because I have a part to play in this and I know clearly what it is and I have the material with me 
Uh, so I'm very confident about the material I'm talking about. But then the moment I stop the training, I'm completely back to uh, my introverted self, right? I, I, um, I hate to interact after the training with people. Uh, so it's it's maybe to do with the purpose of that particular whole thing. Uh, and if I'm dominating that whole show, I'm more comfortable talking about what I uh, know. And then after that, I just switch off. So uh, probably does that answer your question? So um, I think again, to summarize, uh, I know I'm talking a lot here. So, <laughs> uh, you, it's, <laughs> so it's not okay to be an introvert all the time. Uh, so you have to learn when your extroverted self is, is uh, uh, required and have to be. And I, I think whenever you meet somebody for the first time, you have to uh, set that stage uh, where they don't think of you as an introvert and probably also not uh, give people an excuse saying that, okay, I'm an introvert. Uh, so, um, and let, let people kind of uh, take that, uh, make that perception on their own or maybe bring it out later. Uh, so that's really important. So don't label yourself uh, during a conversation saying I'm an introvert. Uh, so that people do have. So if you happen to meet somebody who is also an introvert, then that, that, that's perfectly fine. But if you're at a job interview, you should not start with uh, um, things like, look, I'm an introvert, <laughs> uh, because it, th that's not a good opening <laughs> uh, statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have to uh, realize so within your day-to-day uh, -day activities, what requires a certain bit of extroversion, um, and I would say maybe term it as communication. What what means open communication, interaction, uh, and and do that. And what is the most appropriate level of interaction? And where, when should I be quiet? Uh, that is also important. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think I do agree with you completely because. In the settings that I have been in when it comes to maybe working a little bit with the kids or going for classes, interacting at a meeting or even these little, little things, there are occasions where you really need to switch the switch on and be a bit extroverted. And sometimes I think we get really comfortable being who we are that we don't necessarily take into account the fact that we need to be a little different in this situation. And I think you're very right on the point of establishing comfort. Because when I reflect back on the time when I used to go to school, I can, I used to always wonder why people never spoke to me. Like nobody would just come up and talk to me. And, and at that moment in time, when you're young, you kind of think, you know what, if there's something wrong with those people. But looking back at it, I realize when you're sitting in a corner, not looking at anybody and just staring at a book as if you don't want to talk with anybody, naturally you give off a very uncomfortable vibe and nobody's really going to want to walk up to you and say, hi, how are you? And even if it's a hi, how are you? You just do like a one line. I'm good. Thank you. And then it's back to the book. So... <laughs> So it's, you're definitely very right in saying that it's situational. You need to learn when to be a little extroverted. And sometimes I think uh, that this is something that I, I, I uh, need to tell you also. Um, in our culture, maybe, um, being introverted and being quiet uh, also is wrongly interpreted as being a little stuck up 
or or being uh, uh, like condescending or uh, sometimes you you don't socialize because it's beneath you um they they tend to also put you into that bucket which is which can be which has actually hurt me also in, in certain situations where um the fact that okay uh, i was part of different organizations when when people would go out for a drink uh, i would try and avoid it right as much as possible i, I mean i hate weddings i hate funerals i hate i mean i used to hate so many social gatherings um and and after a while people who used to work with me uh, understood that fact and then some people even avoided uh, <laughs> inviting me to their weddings and things like that uh, but then i i did understand that that was uh, not a good behavior uh, and it was also seen as insulting uh, which is not the intention of an introvert uh, and we all know this uh, but uh, that 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 is another problem so that if people do tend to uh, and i remember there was one particular company which i don't want to name here but um, i had that problem with that working with that senior management and then the moment i i started going out with them uh, it, it it completely changed uh, so i was considered as part of being a group so there's this peer pressure also um, where especially if you want to be successful within an organization sometimes you have to put on that face uh, put on that uh, mask so to speak and, and uh, go with that flow not necessarily you might not endorse some of the things you may not i mean personally i don't drink uh, too much uh, and for me that uh, sometimes these conversations i notice being in hr uh, you can always understand the team dynamics uh, you can observe people um, uh, and it gives you a lot of information that helps you during your day to day uh work as well right uh, and uh, it was more like a bonding uh and uh, building rapport with others so 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 that's that's uh, and i know anton has always always been asking me okay let's go out for a coffee and i always been saying like look <laughs> dude maybe later <laughs> so so for me it's it's not a huge problem but i i tend to avoid that but uh, but that perception also can can get created um Uh, so that's something that i would also advise people to watch out for absolutely you are very right that perception is definitely there because even my intention was never when i was young was never to be a stuck up sort of arrogant looking person who was you know too big for the rest of the world to communicate with it was just that i didn't know how to really socialize so my comfort was to stay in a corner and read a book and with this perception of you know what you're stuck up you don't know how to socialize i think the need to socialize for an introvert is also there because naturally when you go out you do need to socialize and you did uh, mention that you need to in a first conversation that you have a person set the stage but for someone who's an introvert who needs to socialize what advice would you give along with setting the stage and establishing a kind of um, a rapport with the person okay so for my first attempts at socializing was was almost like i used to be at parties sitting and standing in one place and there would be at least one or two people who would come in and and start talking to you and uh, then that would be okay and then i would sort of scoot off at the earliest uh, possible uh, opportunity but when you dj you can't do that you are at the venue maybe 2 3 hours before then you have to wait until everybody is gone so you uh, you, you uh, then kind of uh, 
change that whole perspective. But I, what I would do is, I, I think most people uh, are scared to reach out to somebody whom they don't know. Uh, so if you make the first step, uh, and it's just a smile, hi, how are you kind of a thing, uh, is to get the conversation started. And there are, I mean, few things you can ask. Where are you from? Where do you work? Uh, what do you do uh, kind of thing and, and then maybe you pick something in common right so if, if they uh, they are from a particular company then you would say okay I, I know so and so of this company do you know the person or uh, so you you they're very I mean these are very artificial kind of conversations to be very honest uh, but but unfortunately that's if they, we have to fit the mold we have to fit the mold right so you have to take that first step and just uh, go out there and say like find a very sort of timid looking person and then say like look hi how are you that's how you start maybe they are a lot more shy, shy than you are <laughs> so you, you start with that and then then probably um, you also make the rounds there are a lot of people who are really good at this they make the rounds they talk to each person spend two three minutes with that group then move on right so so you have to but i think that's uh, it's a skill you have to develop uh, but the first step would be just ask some a few maybe some stupid questions also I've, I've asked tons of dumb questions from people and then you realize oops what did i say <laughs> so, <laughs> so or you you start asking the same uh, question after meeting that person for the third time which you, and you can't remember this person right so then sometimes you avoid uh, names <laughs> uh, and then, then slowly move on uh, that's perfectly fine. Or you say, look, I know I met you somewhere, but I'm sorry, I, I'm really bad with names. Uh, and then you start that conversation. It's it's all right. I think you have to get out of this habit of uh, thinking that uh, you're going to make mistakes. And, uh, and in Sri Lanka, again, we have this huge thing about making mistakes, right? You have to be correct at your exams and so on. But make a few mistakes. Uh, and everybody is as nervous as you are unless you're you're really good at this right and watch how people who are extroverts uh, do it and learn from that right we introverts are really good at observing people and, and learning from them so so use those techniques take that first step and then you'll realize it is not that bad right uh, and then you take it from there but then be happy to switch off at certain times right uh, and just be there right that's all right too okay so don't don't put a lot of pressure on you saying that okay i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything right so <laughs> when you tell your mind you're not saying anything your mind will not say anything so you would say i got to say something i've got to say something right so it would be just saying that can you repeat that last point i didn't quite understand that right <laughs> so you're being interactive <laughs> so you use some of these uh, little things Definitely. And I remember when I first realized that I was rather shy and back when I didn't know how to socialize, I realized, right, I have to change this. And I remember once it was very embarrassing. It was a class and I went and my idea of starting a conversation was I thought, you know what, if I can find common ground, then I can continue talking. I just need to find something that I can really connect with with that person. So I went and, I, and I'm a huge fan of Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Who. And these are TV series that unfortunately most children don't watch. <laughs> yeah. So I went to them and I was like, hey, so have you watched the new series of Sherlock Holmes? And this person looked at me like I, I don't know, like I was from a different planet. And I was like, okay, have you watched Doctor Who? And they're like, what? There's a TV 
place called Doctor Who. I'm like, okay. But the point is, you make so much of mistakes, but eventually you find a set of things that really work for you and without you even knowing it you kind of get into the groove of learning how to have a conversation and socializing and it's just a matter of i think pushing yourself to get out of your comfort zone and being okay to get a little embarrassed and make a few mistakes isn't it yes yes i think uh, the problem a lot of introverts have is that they have a, a list of um interests which are completely sort of solo type of interests right so which you would watch those series on your own things like that right battlestar galactica to all that right um, so even ps4 gaming uh, it's also again not everyone is into it so what you should do is the really good people at uh, who are good at making connections uh, they know the standard interests people have right uh, they may be really boring uh, to us um, but in general, that's how people do it, right? So if everybody ends up going to a particular restaurant, uh, even if, if the food is not that great, they, they would love to go to that restaurant and talk about it. Um, and where I would go to a restaurant nobody has heard of, uh, and I'm cool with that. But what you need to do is uh, find out what are these common five, 10 things that a lot of people talk about. So listening to them, you would understand. Um, and then, then go with the flow, right? Uh, and you, you have to sometimes pretend that you're really interested um, uh, in some of these areas. Um, and then there, you do find people. Like there's a particular CEO that I used to work with, and he was into really audio stuff. Uh, and we used to always have that conversation uh, uh, on audio stuff, uh, which nobody would understand. Uh, so there, you do come across some people who have that different uh, interests so then then you can really open up but the rest of the time you sometimes have to go with the flow and, and manage it that way uh, so probably asking about doctor who is not really the first thing uh, uh, you, you have to go with okay what are people watching these days and then go with that right <laughs> or you first ask oh, what is your favorite tv series but that you watch and that has given me a lot of other insights as well right there are new things out there that i can explore which the masses are, are, are really happy with <laughs> uh, so then then then, then I, I do go in there right so that's perfectly fine uh, so you you can do that as well absolutely and something that i also realized was at i'm I am from the 21st century, but I am essentially an 80s girl who likes um, bands like um, Rick Astley or Earth, Fire and Wind and really, really old songs. I'm yeah. not necessarily into modern day pop, but I realized when people were sitting, so if you ask someone, have you heard Rick Astley, they'll be like, oh, who is Rick <laughs> where is which generation is he from right so after a while listening to my classmates i realized that they were all into k-pop so i went back home and i started googling about k-pop and the famous bands and true enough i didn't uh, like it as much as i like my 80s music i would still to date i love it but now I do know a little bit about K-pop. So if someone says, oh, there's this band called BTS. Ah, yes, I know BTS. They won some award, didn't they? So not into it, but it's you have enough knowledge to kind of have a conversation. And, and it's a good thing because K-pop is also not that bad at all, actually. <laughs> it is. So uh, 
I, I think that's a re- really good point. Uh, and I also love 80s music, but I grew up in the 80s and the 70s. And luckily, uh, I, I mean, my son is 17, so he also enjoys uh, 80s uh, as well as 70s and also <laughs> the K pops and all that stuff, right? Uh, and being a DJ, you have to cater to your audience. And, and I remember after one party, this uh, lady came up to me and said, uh, uh, do you do you have BTS? And I, I actually at that time I I hadn't heard of BTS. So then uh, after the party, and this was an office party, so I I asked her like, uh, uh, what's BTS, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so and what was the song that you uh, mentioned? Uh, so then she said like, look, this is the song. So then I made sure that the next party I played it. Uh, and that that kind of may help me connect with this particular person and that generation uh, of people right uh, so then same with rap and uh, so a lot of people have come to me with different types of genres of music and said Nirat, do you have you heard of this uh, that and the other and that really improved my knowledge so sometimes being uh, uh, and also there is this huge um uh, commercialization of being always listening to the latest type of music, uh, listening to the latest stars, watching the latest movies, which is really not a good thinking the young, young generation is having. It's, it's per, uh, I think it's all driven by uh, media companies who want to sell more products. Uh, and uh, if you've heard of the song Dance Monkey, uh, uh, then the lyrics are talking about this huge pressure uh, artists have uh, to come up with new things every few months, right? Uh, that's killing creativity. And, and uh, a lot of the songs that are coming out uh, don't have any meaning at all. Uh, and But I think we are slowly shifting back to that. Uh, and it's okay. And there are some games that have been playing for the last two, three years. Uh, that's perfectly fine. I don't really necessarily go for the PS5 or the new games. I really want to enjoy what I do. And and it's all about, I think, maybe uh, not asking about this Eric Astley at the beginning, but then uh, you do start listening to it. And when somebody does ask you, okay, what are you listening to? Say, well, there's a guy from the 80s I find quite... Uh, interesting and i love his music and then you you share right or you use your so, uh, social media feed to kind of talk about 80s music and things like that uh, but you do maintain that bridge where people don't think you're old or old-fashioned or things like that yeah but you you also can enjoy your life and show people that i do enjoy life uh, without following the norm that's that's okay to do Definitely. And I think as an introvert, as you did say, we do, I think, have interests which are probably vastly different to the majority. And that is not something to be shy about or ashamed about. It's a matter of understanding what you like, but also understanding what the masses like and being able to connect with them, isn't it? Yes, yes. And and the fact that you like certain things is because you've gone deep into it, right? So uh, introverts do go deep in, into detail in, into something. So if you're if it's Rick Astley, um, uh, I'm, I'm sure you can say uh, what are the albums he had and, and what are the songs. Uh, same with Duran Duran to Phil Collins and I probably we have an encyclopedic knowledge about these artists. So one thing is go easy on that when, when you talk to people because they, they do <laughs> tend to switch off suddenly. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Genesis or Phil Collins and I'm not really interested in the fact that he was one of the best drummers in the world kind of thing. Right? Uh, they don't find it interesting because they don't really go deep in, into certain things, which is not good. 
because that's not what extroverts are about uh, going deep into a particular subject is to understand it right and there's nothing wrong with it it shouldn't be labeled along with being an introvert it should be uh, everyone should do that um, and we are just so uh, happy and going so fast that we miss out a lot of experiences right that's that's one of the things i i come across people who don't eat from the same restaurant more than once which is crazy right uh, i mean how it's just an objective they have <laughs> not really enjoying the food it's just just a status that they want to portray which is not not healthy at all maybe yes that is very true <laughs> and i don't know if this is a problem uh, which is related that most introverts would face um but one of the problems that i have been facing since of late is so i didn't have social media like uh, nothing at all till i turned 18 which was only very recently so once i got social media it was a big ha ho thing like everybody is on instagram they're on facebook they're doing tiktoks they're on twitter and everybody finds this interesting and they are waiting to take that perfect picture for their instagram feed and they're just so full of energy when they have to do that i on the other hand get absolutely drained when i have to figure out what picture to put on instagram let alone go and take a picture and figure out what caption to put on it it is tiring for me it is not exciting but the a point is that even though i may not like it social media is probably the quickest and the most effective way of communicating with a lot of people of getting their attention to show them what work you have to offer as well as the type of person that you are in that case for someone who does maybe because of their introverted nature find social media draining and not exciting what kind of advice would you give them so it's a platform right uh, and i think again social media now i i, I mean whenever i uh, uh, make a post or uh, share a post generally there is a maybe a, a majority of about six people <laughs> who who understand the jokes uh, who who maybe uh, like what i mention and, and again you have to be okay with that right Uh, and you have to build your brand identity um, so i think that's a good plan a platform to build your brand identity uh, and when you um, see what posts get the most number of likes those are mainly pictures people can mindlessly click and uh, say they like but but if there is something about the environment uh, and i uh, and I, i think social media is is really a uh, place where a lot of people share their depressive Uh, de- depressing negative comments uh, and give voice to unnecessary uh, ideas which are not at all required so what i have done is in the last few months always my posts are about something positive the environment maybe a joke to make people laugh uh, or maybe a silly statement i would make uh, and so on and i would get again maybe one or two likes five likes and i'm not there for the likes i'm just there for at least if there's one person that i can inspire through a post and make that person laugh uh, that's my objective rather than getting 300 people who mindlessly uh, click uh, your uh, posts it's it's all about maybe a good indicator is how many of you your friends would reshare this right uh, that particular post um, that means they are resharing Uh, making another two three people laugh uh, 
that is important right uh, rather than uh, appealing to the masses um, and, and i think people do notice you in the end uh, people do notice how genuine you are uh, and then you would get that one like and one change and one opportunity that that is more than enough for you right so you, you shouldn't go behind uh, so many likes um, and and uh, talk about uh, things that really uh, don't bother you uh, uh, sorry it shouldn't bother you right it just needs to be passionate or something that you're really passionate about and that's perfectly fine uh, i don't think and also you should try and keep away from social media out of these negative uh, messages that are being carried and avoid liking them avoid resharing them because we have to create that uh, different energy uh, out there yeah uh, so i think social media is a good thing you use it to uh, inspire others apart from that try and not spread that uh, and and always skim through and after a while i think these algorithms try start showing you more positive information than negative ones and once that gets into your blood uh, it's it can be a happy thing that you do um, in the morning or evening or whatever it is yeah definitely and i think we would um, introverts themselves would have some set of uh, strengths that they can play to their advantage and put out out put out in their social media platforms and you are right maybe the masses won't connect with it but eventually i think with time you will have a following it's just a matter of maybe really playing to your sure. and putting it out there isn't it absolutely absolutely and uh, mr niresh uh, samanayak what are the final thoughts that you would like to leave our audience with any final thoughts yeah i think uh, what is important is not to label ourselves i think that is that is the most important thing because nothing is right or wrong uh, uh, and you ha- the moment you put a label on your forehead saying i am an introvert or an extrovert and so on uh, and that programming you have to get out of with your parents or somebody uh, has been shaping your life in that way making certain statements about you i think you have to break that mold you can break that mold uh and it's it's important and uh, and that no, no, nothing is like i said nothing is right or wrong nothing is more successful or less successful uh than anything else what ha- what has worked for somebody else may not work for you uh, so you have to figure out what works for you and and go with that right that's really really important and not to and i, I always tell people i think uh Uh, your your sometimes if you are disappointed about life that is simply because or if you are unhappy about what you're doing that is simply because you have a huge capacity and you're currently only utilizing only maybe 20 or 30% if you're really uh, i mean people who use 20% of their capacity are actually really better off than people who use 5% right and i'm not even talking about 100% i don't know whether it's theoretically possible to use 100% of your capacity uh, but but you're not doing enough right so don't let anybody uh, sort of uh, label you and and make you feel insignificant you have to go out there watch and learn from other people how they manage it uh, uh, and 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 take it forward from there yeah that's that's what and and i think there's a book uh, about introverts by a lady called uh, susan cain uh, she um, she is a advocate of um, giving a voice to introverts and and she 
there are some TEDx videos also on how she says like that introverts are really good, um, and that is a good uh, thing to have. Um, so I, I don't I don't think don't feel shy. Um, go out there and do what you have to do, and don't. Uh, I mean, have the need to emulate these people around us who are like sort of trying and doing uh, what the masses are doing. Right? Uh, you find what is what works for you. And go with that. Um, I think that's not that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Nidesh Samanayaka, for leaving us with that message. And thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I am certain that we've had I've learned so much and I've gained a lot of insights as to how I can uh, better myself as well as an introvert. And I hope that our audience listening in enjoy today's podcast. But moreover, I hope that you learned something and that if you are an introvert, you found ways in which you can get out of your shell and maybe really maximize the potential that you really do have. So until our next podcast, this is Shakya the Wise out, over and out. Right.